Gutter Trash, episode 236, Miami Connection. My name is Eric. And I am Jason. This is... I'm super excited about this. Yeah? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. You sound excited. I've been uh, wanting to see this movie for a while. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I should then go ahead and mention that we, uh, we also have a guest on the episode, so I'm kind of excited about that, too. That's what I thought you were talking about. Oh, yeah. I was being coy. Uh, it's a guy who, uh, uh, I'm gonna call this a get. A get? Yeah. 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 This is good. This yeah. is, uh, someone we've been trying to get on the show in a, in a, in a real way for, for quite a while. Uh, but that's the problem when he lives in the Deep South. Uh, <laughs> we're talking, of course, about Colonel Sanders. <laughs> No, he's... Why, hello there. <laughs> Colonel, I love your chicken. His finger looking good. <laughs> Lick it myself. <laughs> That's not your finger, Colonel. <laughs> oh, no, we have with us our only listener, which means that nobody will be listening to this episode. That's why we're not recording. <laughs> Brian John Mitchell is here. Hi, everybody. What's going on? Kirk. I, Kurt, I mean, by everybody. <laughs> I've called him Kirk before, too. Yeah, I keep doing that. It's, Kurt, much, Kurt. A, it's a much cooler name than Kurt. Because, um, you know? Because, like, it, like Captain when you've been Kirk. drinking, too, it yeah, flies off usually, of well, that and Hammett. Yeah, Kirk, yeah, Kirk Hammett. Yeah. Uh, Captain Kirk. Right, right. And then Kurt, you have, like, Loader and Nirvana Guy. Right, yeah. That's, that's it. Wait, the Nirvana the, Guy's not Kirk? That's Kurt. Yeah. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, Kurt, of course, means uh, someone who's rude or, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, very uh, cold. And our buddy is neither of those. He's no. awesome. So he should be a Kirk. Yeah. I agree. We're going we're to have it changed. We have that news about him that he needs to know. Oh, he's got news. Yeah. Um, so the new... The oh, new the about. new issue of Star came out recently, and I gave a copy to Bob Corby of Space Fame. Yeah. And he said, when's Kirk going to come to space again? Well, when he starts referring to him as Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so, yeah, he knew. He recognized the art and everything. Right? Yeah, I said, you're a, you're a fan of Kurt Dentz, right? And he was like, yeah. When's he come to space again? <laughs> <laughs> he just wants his fifty bucks. Yeah, it's nah, he, sure. he sells out of tables every year now. So. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd say the gauntlet is thrown, Kurt. Yeah, get your ass to Columbus. Yeah, and then to Mars. You just to Mars. Oh yeah, I, I miss that guy. That's I, good. I even drove to his hometown, and he he vacated. He was like, "Shit, I gotta get out of here." He, he flew south for the summer, or drove south, I don't know how to get there. Uh, I'm not sure either. I think he's back in Chicago. Yeah, I think he's, well, of course, because I'm back in Dayton. Exactly, yeah. right. 
But hey, you came back to Dayton, and then Brian John Mitchell came to Dayton. See? Like, so it's all sort of balancing yeah. out. Yeah, everybody's happy. Except for Bob Corby. And Brian John Mitchell, <laughs> because he's in Dayton. Ah, Dayton is as fine as any other place. <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you you just read that off of the license plate. <laughs> no, that's, that's that other town. Zinnia. Oh, Zinnia. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you say it a lot better than how everybody else says it. How do they say ex Um Well, Kathleen calls it X-Town. It's Xenia. Most people call it Xenia, but I like... Xenia? I like Xenia. I like that. It sounds more, like, otherworldly. <laughs> I'm fine with Xenia. Yeah. Here. Oh, so you say I have nothing but respect for Xenia. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, they're the bicycle <laughs> capital of... Mid Western Ohio. <laughs> I you you said that the other day, and I have never seen anybody ride a bicycle in Xenia. Ever really? There's Ever? A, I've seen. There's a bike path that goes through. I've seen people on that. This in Beaver Creek. Well, it goes all over. But it goes, it goes mostly in Beaver Creek. It goes. Well, the bike path. <laughs> the, the idea of a bike path is that it goes all a bunch of different places. It, Starts in Beaver Creek and it ends in Beaver Creek. <laughs> well, it's a circle, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's why. No, it goes all the way. Straight line. It goes to Yellow Springs and Dayton and all over the place. No, it doesn't. It <laughs> does. Certainly does. Doogie has ridden that path from from our house to Yellow Springs and back. Isn't that crazy? I don't believe you. <laughs> it goes along Route 68, all the way to Yellow Springs. So why are you here, Brian? Um, I stopped here on the way to Louisville, Kentucky for a comic book convention, Derby City Con. That Did you sounds mean? out of your way. Uh, yeah, it was... Oh, wait, which part sounds out of my Dang. way? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, to get to Louisville from Raleigh is right around 10 hours, and I'm old, and that difference between, like, like basically add only like 30 minutes to my trip, stop in here. So, right, right. It's weird. All right. It is weird. That it only adds thirty minutes, but I mean, we're glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah, for shizzle. Welcome to the show. Finally, yeah, it's great. Didn't you? You appeared on the show at Space Race. Yeah, right? yeah, he's been... yeah, but like the space appearance. Well, the last space appearance was great because I answered the interview question. <laughs> Did you, I don't know if you listened to uh-huh. it. He yeah, asked me what I had for breakfast, and the answer was I had a beer. And trail mix with Eric Seanborn for breakfast. <laughs> That's awesome. It was true. <laughs> but uh, this is his first uh, appearance uh, as part of the real show. And I met Chauncey. Yeah. Who yeah. Is much larger than anticipated, well, I must say. <laughs> and I wasn't ready for the R2-D2 part there on the top. Right. <laughs> For, for new listeners, Chauncey, I guess, is a fan He's of a the fan. show. Yeah, he is. He is a fan of the show. <laughs> so By that we mean he circulates air. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only kind we had. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, we weren't trying to hide that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Miami Connection. Miami Connection. What? <laughs> well, which one of you picked this? I picked it. He did you tell me about it? Yeah. No, he did tell me about it. 
Yeah. I yeah. think Doogie told me about it. And then, uh, yeah, you told me about it to, to watch the trailer online. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And the trailer's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think the trailer was just made, what, last year or something? Yeah. For yeah. the first time ever. This was is it a, a fan-made trailer, then? The guy who directed Hobo with a Shotgun, uh, I guess, like, discovered this movie, even though it's, like, from 1987. And then put together a trailer, and there was like a revival screening of it, uh, you know, at uh, some of your artier uh, movie houses. So that's not a match. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, I'm guessing for your your hipster ironic crowd. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, in no way is this movie actually good. <laughs> uh, unless like but, the entertainment value. But everyone should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say everyone, but <laughs> some people should watch it. Maybe. I'd say everyone. I, the entertainment value is there. Yeah. Um, wow, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a musical in a way. It is? Yeah, it is. And, I mean, we all know my viewpoint on a musical. Right. And I was able to tolerate that. <laughs> so, I mean, that shows you right there that uh, this is a movie for everybody. Wow, yeah. It clearly is. Was it what made you able to tolerate them? Because like the music happens early on, it's not like you've seen you know all these uh, awesome scenes to lead you to. Uh, tolerate. Well, I think it's just because the songs are so awesome. Yeah, and also because uh, it makes sense within the context of the movie. Oh, right, right. Nobody is just like you know breaking out into song. You know, they're this is a movie about an actual band and they're actually performing at their venue. Right, they're playing live. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, they did have good ideas that I think I'm thinking about bringing into my live show, like breaking boards on stage. Yeah, yeah. as long as the uh, the management will allow it. Yeah, yeah, you never know. <laughs> I can't remember what else they had. Some other oh oh, and going on tour in the motherland. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, just to you know the the home countries of uh, every member of the band who are very culturally diverse. Oh yeah. yeah. In fact, this movie, I was trying to think of how to describe it. It's about a group of uh, middle-aged, culturally diverse, homosexual martial arts experts who live together, go to school together, and are in this band together. I think they said they were all orphans. Yeah, and they're all orphans. But then one finds his dad as... Spoilers. So do they right. kick, are they going to kick that guy out of the van? Yeah, I know. Right? I mean, they should. Yeah. yeah, they should. He didn't show up for a lot of the fight scenes. He is uh, the second most useless member of the band. Yeah, followed by it was it Hall or Oates? That's <laughs> <laughs> Oates. So yeah, they like kind of just subtly mention in one scene that they're all orphans. Like, like I almost hold on. Missed Excuse it. me. Hold on. Subtly. There is nothing about this movie that is subtle. I almost missed it. That <laughs> that is the closest that the movie is to subtle is that they only like this integral part of the movie yeah. is thrown out like right. in a two second line. I, yeah, how did how did that even come up? Do you remember? Uh, because d- did you not see the rest of the movie? Uh, well, I mean, but no, like when he gets the back that letter and it has the photo of his dad. Right. Yeah. No, like, no, no. Oh, no, I got it. And they're like, we thought you were an orphan just like all of us. Right. Yeah. I know, but it was so, like, 
just thrown in there and like it because wasn't... everything in this movie is just sure. thrown in there. That's true. Why is there even a subplot about this guy who was barely in the movie anyway, who has suddenly discovered that he has a dad? Uh, it makes no sense. Well, to me, even more so, uh, the Asian restaurant. Like I was like, oh, that guy's gonna come back right. and do something. Yeah. No. <laughs> was it an Asian restaurant or was it an Asian man at a gravy restaurant? <laughs> I think it was that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you you make what sells. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I believe the the sign in the uh, this the window said uh, special subs with uh, bologna, ham, cheese, and ketchup. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Which generally not any kind of Korean cuisine. Not, not a lot of Asian subs out there. They are Korean uh, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Any Asian yeah. that shows up, they aren't pan Asian. Yeah, they're Korean. Right. Specifically yeah. Korean because that's where you learn Taekwondo in Korea. In Korea. Everyone in Korea practices Taekwondo. Everyone. Everyone. That's what they Which say. is what I think that guy said when he talked, <laughs> because I couldn't understand a fucking word out of his mouth. Yeah, they needed subtitles for that guy. They needed subtitles for even <laughs> the white guys. Yeah, I, I felt like, was it originally in English or not? Like, like it's. I think it was. I think it's it, just... Uh, Cheap and they had no sound recording. When yeah, they so they just the overdubbed movie. the yep. whole thing. Yeah, because there are scenes that go by where two people will just be walking around and words are coming out of the screen, but they are not talking. Right. <laughs> Miami. Yeah. From and I don't know if you caught this, but it seemed like the whole movie takes place in Orlando. Yeah, huh? but it's <laughs> called Miami Connection. Orlando Connection's clunky sounding. Well, the connection to Miami is that they're both in Florida. Well, I think the connection to Miami is the ninjas are the Miami ninjas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's but why I've never been to Miami. There's, there's there, no uh, beach in Orlando, though, right? Uh, I don't know. I've never been to I think Orlando's in the center. Well, central, which they repeatedly say, yeah. is we, yeah. half of the movie takes place well, at... Well, maybe they uh, drive to the beach. Yeah, I think they drive to Miami, which is like an hour and a half from right. Orlando. Is that what it was? Maybe. I don't but know. just so or they just could the have coast. that scene of of uh, Oates getting his ass kicked by some girls. Right. And doogling some children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, a, yeah. that was an awesome scene where you could tell he was uh, really enjoying that as an actor. Sure. And rolling around on the beach with a bunch of girls in bikinis. Except I don't think that uh, that particular actor or any of the <laughs> actors in this movie uh, were so inclined. Right, yeah. yeah. You know what else was weird was like the two main white dudes in the movie, the bass player and the drummer, like looked really similar. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I kept getting them confused yeah. and I was like, why couldn't they have had Oates be like the second star? Because right, yeah. at least he looked different than the <laughs> other guy. You're just well, he was too busy back at the house writing originals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know, I wonder if maybe like the reason some of those guys weren't in the fight scenes is that movie was way too short, and they're like, we need more stuff to make this movie longer. And like they had all the fight scenes done already, and they just added two ma- two band members. Yeah, and like added the other <laughs> scenes. Yeah, I like I liked when Oates wrote the song and he's like does, isn't using a keyboard or anything to write. He's just using like music. Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, you're a musician. That's how you do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you just break out your notepad and then the Korean dude go, goes in and looks at. It, he's like, "This song sounds great." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 
how Dragon Sound works, man. <laughs> Dragon Sound's the band's they know, name. <laughs> yeah, they know their shit. If they see notes on paper, I mean, it's like Beethoven wrote his uh, symphonies when he was deaf. Right, right, the right. Same thing. He, you know, he was in the Dragon Sound of his era. Mm-hmm. I, I was think in school. Oates, Oates did the same thing in Hall and Oates, right? Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> that's how musicians do this. I mean, when I was in school and I was in orchestra, we didn't learn how to read music for nothing. Yeah, it's so that, you know, should we get proficient enough, we should be able to write our own stuff. I mean, and by that, I mean literally write our own stuff. <laughs> Just on paper, never to... No, yeah, never to actually form or right. anything like that, yeah. Well, you know, though, maybe that is how Dragon Sound worked, because you noticed how, like, mathematical and precise... All of their songs were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, it was all about, you know, his thinking man music. All right. <laughs> man. Did you guys have a favorite character in this movie? Because <laughs> I think I know who mine was. I think mine was the, the I forget his name, but the old band leader. Oh, yeah. I don't think he had a name. Yeah, I don't think he has a name. The guy, he, they, no need for a name. That's his name. He 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 was kill the, them all and let God sort them out. That's that, his name. That guy. Yeah, he he used to be the guy in charge of the band that ran in the hip club, and then he got they got fired for sucking. They got <laughs> no, they got fired because they're for old people. Yeah, and Dragon Sound is for kids. Yeah. Even though everyone in Dragon Sound is at least forty-five years, <laughs> but they're still in college. So right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that guy was so awesome. Every time he appeared, like, like I swear, like sometimes he looked like, like Will Ferrell doing a spoof of a character from that of that era of a movie. Like he walked in, and he had like the fro, but he's like he's all bandaged, and like he's got sunglasses on, and inside the building, and he had the same look as the brother, right? Jeff, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When oh, they yeah. Were, yeah. Like when I was like, "Oh, he looks a little different in this scene," but I guess he just changed his clothes. There's you being racist against white people again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, they oh, all look alike. alike. Well, he decided to dress like a uh, militant uh, member of Dexy's Midnight Runner you know, towards <laughs> the end of the movie. Well, yeah, because like he has a suit on for part of the movie, and you're like, okay, and then yeah, then he has like a Kilimall Godsworm out T-shirt and like. Camo pants and, and a necklaces. bandana. Yeah, and you're like, what? Man, he really went downhill fast. A was... cap. Yeah. Yeah, he had the most uh, outfit changes of any character, probably. Yeah. Well, you know, he lost that job, and it just really hit him hard. Yeah. It's also because most of the other characters are just shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it that the uh, that the bass player, his uh, sh- no matter what, what happened, he always had his, like, half shirt. Yeah. It's like wearing a polo half shirt. The 80s were crazy, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. I guess, you know, he was really tall. They just didn't make clothes that fit him properly no, yeah, on the shoulders probably, and yeah. then stretch down long enough to cover his belly. Yeah, yes, that makes sense. What do you think about, like, the 47 times that it went into slow motion? You know, as that was happening, uh, I was thinking that Zack Snyder must have seen yeah. this movie. It was really influenced by it. I think there's a scene in Fight Club like that where Edward Norton's running down a hill and all of a sudden it hits slow motion and then it goes back to normal speed. Over, it's like there's a voiceover narration and it's he's like, down. "Wait a minute, back up." Yeah, or no, it's, it's not. It's whatever. not one of the backup ones, but but yeah, I don't know. 
Call any scene in Fight Club where Edward Norton is running down a hill. Yeah, it's like uh, towards the end, he's got... Uh, when he's got the folders in his hand and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like escaped the house and he's like meeting up with Tyler to stop the explosion. He's like running. When he's running to the cop station. Right, right. Huh. All right. I'll take your word for it since both of you seem to recall it. <laughs> I don't recall the slow motion. I know what part of the movie he's talking All about. Right. Well, I think everybody steals the, their slow motion artsiness from Miami Connection. That's what I'm Maybe. getting at. <laughs> David Fincher. So I do think uh, this movie got the uh, dynamics of a band down pretty, pretty well, you know. Uh, mostly just because the tall, skinny, goofy guys on bass. <laughs> well, the thing, uh, well, you notice that the bass player and the drummer, you know, they always work together in a band. Right. That happened in uh, this movie. They were like, whenever much there was time for. And That's the true. rhythm guitar player kind of goes in with the percussion like that, too. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, like they're all part of the same team in this movie. And kind of the rest of the band is just off doing their own things. Yeah, it's very true. What did, the, the two singers and the keyboard player. What instrument did the uh, martial arts guy, the. The guy that played rhythm guitar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, don't you remember him just uh, jamming on his guitar <laughs> up, like up on his head, oh, yeah, in that, between doing uh, karate kicks? That's me, taekwondo kicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, we should write another song about taekwondo. Yeah, I love the one where the whole crowd yelling, taekwondo, yeah. taekwondo. <laughs> and I was like, what are they even saying? Yeah, I know, right? I thought it was kick punch. Really? I don't know. No, I think they were saying Taekwon. I don't think it had been revealed yet that that was uh, what they were all masters of. Right. Yeah. Like at first, I thought they were saying Dragon because you know that was part right. of their name. Right. Yeah. Dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I think they were actually saying Taekwon. That well, that that is the name of one of the songs like during the credits. Right. Taekwondo. So, yeah. Taekwondo family or something. Right. 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 This movie is. Perfect to watch just for the song credits at the end to see what they're actually called. <laughs> you know, I like the song "Tough Guy." Tough, yeah, that was a good one too. That, yeah, was that the one they played during the biker scene? Yeah, 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 yeah. that biker scene was amazing. That biker scene was like clearly like they just went to a biker rally. Yeah, and like, like I don't think they paid for those titties to appear in this movie. No, just yeah. women who were like, they're like oh, we're, there's a camera, let's show them our titties. Yeah, there. that's what we do. Or horrible, horrible titties. What? There is no such thing. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they're in this movie. Mm. Yeah, I liked it Like when uh, one of the main actors like had the girl with the titties right up on him. He just looked like, I'm not <laughs> sure what I'm supposed to do in this situation. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like, am I supposed to touch him, or I'm not supposed to touch him? I don't really know. He should know. have poured his beer on him and then licked off the beer. Yeah. Just to send it into the next rating mm-hmm. level, and, like, you know. <laughs> that scene where the guy leaned over to get it, the beer poured on his head, that was pretty classy. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to be part of the fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, they might not have reached him. You know, he's all the way at the other end of the car. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of gang violence in this movie. A lot of key tire sounding instruments and <laughs> gang violence. There's a lot of ninjas. <clears throat> Who are bikers by day, ninjas by night. That is badass, too. Well, they're ninjas by day, maybe bikers by night. No, the theme song clearly <laughs> states, bikers by day, ninjas by night. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Well, Brian, they Brian's more of a musician than a lyricist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they only, they, the ninjas only come out at night once in the whole movie. The rest of the time, the ninjas are out during the day. It's harder to film at night. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when the ninjas are wearing black. <laughs> yeah, I wondered if uh, the lead ninja wearing white was a Storm Shadow reference. Oh, you think? Because I was around maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Storm Shadow was not in the original 83 Joe line, or 82 or whatever, but I think he was in the like the very second one, so so maybe. He wasn't in the original? I don't think so. I think he was in the second wave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 that first wave where everybody was just wearing green. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he wasn't in that. Uh, Back when it sucked. It never, it I mean, never sucked. that whole thing, whether or not you call that the original line in the first wave. Well, oh, yeah. For us, the original, like, Three and three, three quarters yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. The real American hero line. Yes. Yeah. The good ones. Exactly. The non-dolls. <laughs> That's right. That shit's offensive. Yeah, it's dolls. like, I know, like, why would you play with dolls? And then just just because you give your dolls guns doesn't make it any less gay. Come on. You're playing with dolls, guys. <laughs> yeah. Anything anything over four inches tall is a doll. I'm talking to you, He-Man fans. <laughs> So then where do you stand on the Transformer figures? Because some of those were tall, then oh. some of them were small. Well, uh, when they're when they're uh, a car or something, clearly they're not a doll. When you oh, transform oh, it, doll. Definitely Optimus how, Prime transformed doll. How about, truck, actually, how truck about Metroplex? A truck. He was uh, pretty. He was a city, so he was kind of tall yeah. even when he was transformed. Uh, so doll, doll in both forms. Maybe. Sure, right. was, that's what, possible. What's the one you guys have at Mavericks right now? Oh, uh, Fortress Maximus. Fortress Maximus. Yeah, yeah, that's like 14 inches tall or something like that. He's, yeah, he's... What was the other one he's with the arm that he's, lit up or something? Shockwave. No, 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 no. It was like a big, huge city thing. Oh, Mega Supreme? Nah. Was he, was, he was gray and like yellow. Yeah. That was so. an Omega Supreme. I thought Omega Supreme was. Uh, oh no, I'm good. Who was the other Prime dude called? Not Optimus. Rodimus. Rodimus. Rodimus Prime. The Rodimus. one that he was just like a car transporter. Yeah, 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 like a sports car. Yeah. With a trailer. No, no, not the one that was a sports car. Oh, he was like a a uh, white and blue and red. Yeah, truck. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow, we did it. <laughs> we nerded out on Transformers. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done that. It's a milestone. <laughs> and just for the record, and GI Joe. Just for the record, uh, Fortress Maximus is over two feet tall Whoa. in total transformation. We ours doesn't even have his head on him, so he's a little taller with with the head. You know, the head goes for like over a hundred dollars. Really? Just for the head? Because everybody lost it. Because huh. <laughs> they lost their heads. Yeah. I mean, it's not that huge. It's smaller than a tennis ball, but uh, yeah, it's pretty weird. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Miami <clears throat> Connection. So, did this movie ever make it on video before? I don't know. Uh, it looked like it was a transfer from VHS. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The format, yeah. definitely. <laughs> definitely a terrible uh, prince was uh, involved. Mm-hmm. Well, this, in places it looked okay. But, yeah, it, it was definitely scratchy and uh, not, not in great shape. And, like, some of the nighttime outdoor scenes, you could tell, like, switched quality. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it just looked a lot poorer all of a sudden. <clears throat> well, you can also tell that there was very little money involved in uh, the making of this. Right. 
except for like the Hell's Angels, who you know probably got a producer credit or something like that <laughs> in exchange for uh, you know having that uh, biker rally film. Right. Yeah. They probably bought them all a case of beer or something. Yeah. Maybe they gave them the cocaine from that early oh, scene. Yeah, the stupid go. cocaine. Stupid cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't have the budget to get fake cocaine, so they just used real cocaine. You know, I always wonder in movies when you see the guy test the cocaine, like at the beginning of this film, he sticks the knife in and then you know, test it, right. and they just put it back. It's like, can't, shouldn't you tape that up? Yeah, isn't there going right. to be like a trail of cocaine right. like, leading them to you? I was uh, kind of wondering that myself too, especially because no. he, like, he doesn't just like you know. I mean, I've seen other movies where they just sort of like stick the knife in a little bit and then they. You oh yeah. Pull a little bit out on the tip on of the, the knife. On the tip of the knife, right. right. But he like fucking cuts it open and then he's just yeah. digging his fingers in there and then he does it again. He yeah. double dips. Yeah, I know, right? He's like, I wanna make sure it's like, why don't you just get a fucking <laughs> tablespoon out? <laughs> and I think though, like, cause cause shortly after that scene is when the uh, the ninjas ambush them. Uh and then when they uh grab all the cocaine, like a bunch of powder flies up as they grab the box. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, See, clearly yeah. it was an issue. They, you should always bring a big Ziploc bag with you when okay. you when you go to a cocaine deal. Or duct tape at least. Duct tape, but I mean you might lose it a little bit on the on tape, the tape. Right. But at least you won't be you're you're sealing it. Right. The, the next scene was great because it's like they stole the cocaine and they forgot to steal the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. So the guy's like, you ninjas suck. <laughs> ninjas aren't smart. Yeah. Well, not those ninjas. <laughs> well, again, they're also a biker gang. <laughs> Balances it out. <laughs> Ouch. Whoa. What? You just moved. I adjusted, yeah. Felt like I needed some adjustments. So, um, well, shit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thumbs up, I would say. <laughs> I would also agree. It's no Zardoz. It's a lot more more coherent and watchable than uh-huh. Zardoz. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's but, not even a room. No. Yeah, but but it's... Yeah. I mean, we laughed throughout. Oh, yeah, this would have been a great bad movie night movie. Not a good good movie night movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> sure. The songs are catchy, though. Oh, yeah. And And, you know, I feel like the filmmakers knew that because... They they put the entire song in the movie with like without dialogue over top of the songs. Yeah, right. So it's like they were showcasing those. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's like like this is twenty minutes of it is literally like music. music there. Right. Uh, I noticed on the uh, on the uh, the end credits that uh, the two main songs that we see the band perform, uh, "Friends Forever" and "Fight the Ninja." Uh, were written by the guy who played the the lead guitarist and the, yeah, uh, the lady. Yeah, like him. Yeah, yeah. Or no, the uh, the the Hall Oates Oates dude. Oh, that guy. Yeah, because why Kim wrote one wait, of them. Oates wasn't the guitarist. Oates was the uh, he was the lead guitarist. Player. No. Oh wait, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right you're the right. black guy the black was guy the, uh, the keyboard yeah. player. I thought why, as it always is yeah. in bands. <laughs> I thought that YK guy wrote one of them too. He may have like but, not one of the not one of those, but. Could have been one of the, one of the love songs. songs. It was by him. So those were actual musicians, then. Maybe. I I think I think that was a real band. Clearly, they were mostly not the, not not the uh, Asian dude. I was gonna say clearly they the rest weren't. of the band. Yeah, could so. be. 
They weren't. They were not actors. That's for sure. I think. I think the lady. The lady. Maybe that's why Oates wasn't in the band in the movie more. Like they're like, this guy's acting skills just aren't cutting. They're not measured. When he does show up, when he is in the movie, he's no better or worse than the other guys. Oh my gosh, the worst is uh, Jeff and his sister from the band. Like that, the time where they shared screen time together was painful. (laughs) Like you can feel it hurt you. <laughs> they were Did he make out with her, kind of, or no? Uh, it just felt like it, it was might a yeah, creepy vibe. Yeah. yeah, I've been cradling you in my arms since you were a child. In my arms. Oh god, yeah. <clears throat> really, I feel like she was the worst actor on, on the movie. Oh, yeah, that scene where she's like. My parents split up when I was nine. You mean exposition? Yeah, <laughs> and then she's like, and my, my father soon. Left, left us for another man. I'm like, well, they already split up. So. <laughs> and then, and, and, and then, then he, and then my died. mother died, yeah. and then my father died, and then my my brother took care of me. But I don't like him because he totally supports me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and and he's terrible. But he's so jealous. <laughs> oh yeah, they're. Yeah, he's mean too. I mean, he pulled into. Not only did he pull into two spaces, but one of them was a handicapped space. <laughs> And that's like terrible right there. He had a Volvo with, with huge rims. <laughs> Convertible Volvo with huge rims. Who drives that? And he had like a tiny little tusk for an earring. Did you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. He's uh, got a mop top and a thick bushy beard. He has a nice beard. Though. Oh, it's a nice beard. I kept there. expecting them to like just peel it off though, and it'd be like a Velcro zone, because <laughs> it was just a little too perfect. It looked just like a solid piece of carpet. It's weird because you know, I mean, you you see somebody with that type of beard, you you really only think of that as being in fashion like nowadays. Oh yeah. And, and to see someone from you know, you know, twenty five years ago or whenever that was. Uh, to have that that thick yeah. and luscious of a beard, yeah, it's like it's like a hardy sculpted beard. It's not like out of control at all. Right, it's yeah. like it looks like the kind of thing you see some baseball players wear, maybe. Right. I mean, when I think of you know '80s villains with a beard, you know, I think of very like trim. It almost looks like it's greased. Right. You know, yeah. but but he he's got a very Zach Galifianakis type beard. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. Real solid. Good job, Jeff. <laughs> So, so yeah, that was the movies. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Anything else to talk about the movie? Uh, I can't think of anything else. Nothing that we haven't mentioned. As a songwriter, do you feel inspired? <laughs> um, as a performer, I feel more inspired. Oh, like the idea that, like you know, you should kick it up on that. How do you how do you get the audience to be interested in your show? Right. Like, they found a way to do it. You uh, do a lot of kicking, a lot of and, kicking, and the crowd got into it. And doing the when they were doing the punching, and the crowd did the punching. Oh back, yeah, yeah. You know, they really got the got the crowd interacting with them. Right. But, yeah, and, but even without that, they were you know still super into it, and you know clapping yeah, their hands yeah. in time with the music and well, dancing and jumping around. Yeah, I mean, I think I think really part of the secret to that that they didn't go into that much in the movie is it seemed like people go to that club no matter who's playing. You know, because that's why the other band wanted that job back, you know. 
Yeah, and, but you but, know, well, you know, when there's more people already there, everybody has a good time. But right. what? But the, so the boss fired the old band because he didn't want it to be full of old people, though, right? Right. Right. Even though, if you scan the crowd in the scenes, there's a lot of old people in there. <laughs> and and like I didn't get it that 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 guy, my favorite character, he he goes. He goes to the uh, you know the the biker ninjas and and he says, "If you can get me this job back, which means so much to me, I will give you every penny I earn." And you're like, "What? Why?" Well, he's also joining up with their gang, right? So they're gonna rob and kill and right, yeah. hang out with well, biker titties. They, the whole thing was, <laughs> I think he was part of the part of the front of them being able to sell cocaine at that bar. Oh, the stupid cocaine. Yeah, stupid cocaine. Yeah. And they thought that when... Uh, I already forgot the name. Dragon... What? Dragon, Dragon Sound. Sound. Dragon Sound. When when Dragon Sound started playing there, that they uh, might not be able clean. to... Yeah, they thought they might be oh, able to... Oh, now it all makes sense. Yeah, because like, they're more into like friendship and... Yeah, they were going to teach people to be friends instead of to get high. Right. Uh, uh, huh. That's forever, through thick and thin. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, you know, the only way we can eliminate... Violence is through violence. friendship. <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> the world peace. Uh, world peace through in the something violence. about ending violence and ensuring world peace. Yeah, to eliminate peace. violence. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. There's a message right at the end of the movie, and when I say that, I mean it is in text and <laughs> uh, white letters the on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like here's what you should have learned. <laughs> There's yeah. no other way you would yeah. have learned if we didn't tell you. All movies should do that if they have a message. Oh, just, for sure. It just it ends on a freeze frame, fade to black, white letters with the message. Books should do that too. I think <laughs> fade to black and then have a white message. Yeah, yeah. They should have, like the last page of every book should be black. printed in black with white letters oh, telling you what you learned. Okay. From the book. Yeah. And if you're like you or I, you, you just, just read skip that page. <laughs> I, I kind of think music should do that as well too. Right. Uh, like if your song is about something, notes? well, no. At the end of the song, you you know the music fades away or whatever. You just come on and you say, "Hey, this song was about you know, whatever yeah. it was about." Yeah, uh, like we are the world or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, just any give song. each other food. Yeah. Like uh, Ryan Brian Adams at the end of the summer of '69 <laughs> should you know as soon as the song ends comes back up and is like. Uh, this song is actually about 69. <laughs> and that way, we no longer have to wonder wonder and discuss that song, ever. But, but wouldn't that kind of uh, ruin like the careers of some bands like ACDC, who like all their songs are sort of, you know... They'd be like, Mistress for Christmas is actually about a mistress for Christmas. Yeah, and like Big Balls, that's kind of about <laughs> balls. <laughs> no, it's about parties. Haven't you read the... Listen to the lyrics. Oh well, yeah, that's what, that's the whole point. Though it's like it's all double entendre. And so it's, it's just, about two things at once. Yeah, and that would ruin it for them because they would have to <laughs> well, decide would, on which one. Maybe really no, am. maybe like like Angus comes on and says it's about this, and then Malcolm comes on and says it's about uh, this other thing. Right. Then <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> they yeah, then they would just be. An that already doesn't make sense because you don't use a singer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, you don't want Bon Scott or uh, you know uh, to come on and then uh, you know give his opinion of the songs. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's dead. Well, that's why he doesn't know what's going oh, on. Exactly. Yeah. 
Especially with the newer songs. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the ones that came out after he died. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Because he wouldn't be here. Or maybe he does know about those because, you know, he's in heaven and he has all oh, insight. Yeah. And maybe they should you, get him to do you it. You think Bon Scott's in heaven? <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> think of a reason why not. Oh, okay. Because well, he's yeah. on the highway to hell. Yeah. That's was, what I was, was like, that one, that one? That's, that's, that's he's on the Probably, I could uh, not think of the name of Brian well, Johnson, so fuck both of you. <laughs> well, he warned he he was warning people off. It was like a uh, oh, it was okay, you like, know, like scare like, them straight. It was like a chick track. Yeah, it was scared straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look at ECDC with a new light now, right? <laughs> They're all just basically yeah, chick, chick tracks. Chick tracks. It's like here's what here's what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't kill people for hardly any money. Right. One of their messages. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, do not get a whole lot of Rosie. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start leaving ACDC albums in bathrooms now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems appropriate. <laughs> On many levels. <laughs> I have nothing against ACDC, by the way. I'm going to go oh, on the record. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. ACDC. Yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. They got. 20 good songs and the, yeah. they all sound similar right yeah I mean to me like 20 good songs is a lot most bands oh yeah 20 good songs so. we know Dragon Sound has at least two yeah well, I'd say I think three. three yeah three that one biker song the, the no, one, that was well, a different band I think oh, yeah we, we only saw them sing two songs no no they had the, a third one but I can't they? remember what it was I thought the music for yeah, the yeah because they had that Verse that song at the beginning, and then they had like two other performances. I only remember the uh, the two, the uh, Friends Forever and Attack the Ninja. What was the biker's song? The that was like the the theme song of the movie, like uh, right after the uh, initial the uh, ninja little, attack. The one that was like a little darker. And no, that the, that was the biker song. That was like tough, tough, something tough. Just... Well, tough guy was in the tough middle guy, of the movie. Yeah. But it wasn't Dragon well, Sound? I don't think that was Dragon Sound. No, yeah, I think, I think that, that was just that was soundtrack music. Right. Okay. <laughs> music inspired by the movie. Man, the <laughs> oh, okay, this is like the... It was from the second disc. Right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I would listen to the soundtrack, you know? <laughs> it was pretty listenable. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... Honestly, they are not terrible. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of a lot of like, uh, you know, like the Spiral Zone theme song or the Mask, you know, Mobile Arms mm. Strike Command theme song. Oh yeah, that's a great one. You know, or Silverhawks <laughs> theme song, stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, yeah it's peppercorn. Did you chew it on the back? Mm-hmm. It's nice. Oh wow, yeah. But now I have nothing to wash it down with. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I uh, you know, going back to eighties cartoons, I uh. I was always a big fan of the uh, the G.I. Joe theme song from G.I. Joe the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty rocking. Was it cool? Da, 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 yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. that one, yeah. When they're fighting on top of the uh, Statue of Liberty. Cobra. Man, that, the Cobra peppers. law. Was it too hot? No, it was just, that was very peppery. Woo! <laughs> he's, he's drinking Silver Mead. Silver Mead, yeah. I know, it's... it's it has Silver. two E's when it, when I make alcohol. Right. Was it? What's up? Silver. Silver it's still beer when it's alcohol. Still beer. Wow. Yeah. I get you. Is that? Yeah. I'm upset that you didn't get that immediately. <laughs> you are. I, that's that just says how much that peppers affect me. It's like burning my mouth. There's like a peppercorn in there. Wow. 
It's a blossom, I call it. <laughs> a blossom intense. of heat, yeah. I like it. And, uh, should we take a break so you can get uh, some water, maybe? Yeah, I'll cool, I'll cool down. All right. Well, yeah, because I'm kind of tapped out about uh, Miami Connection. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a break now. All right. Yeah. I know, Back to get her trash. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Brian. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, so what have you been doing, Brian? Um, I've been working on some comic stuff. I've been uh, actually while I was at the convention, I was working on some uh, some panels for UVDS Father Figure. Ooh, uh, is that Ultimate Veggie Dog Center? Yes, it is. Wow. You're, so you're in Derby, you're at DerbyCon in Derby, Derby City Comic Con, I yeah. think is the official title. That uh-huh. um, it's run by Chuck Moore of Comic Related, um, and he was like a 
big fan of my stuff early on and uh big big reason why i kept making comics like as far as somebody's showing an interest you know well thanks chuck moore yeah and now it is created a monster yeah. <clears throat> how many comics do you have now about 80 there we go it's pretty good uh, i've read uh three in the last uh, <laughs> two days <laughs> I haven't, but uh, I just got a brand new one today, so... Well, I, I didn't think you'd that. like the other two, so... Alright, what are the other two? Autobio. Okay. <laughs> one of them I know you wouldn't like, because it's pretty artsy. Yeah. Uh, like, even I told him, I was like, that one was not my favorite. If I say something's too artsy. <laughs> <laughs> that was... That was there's, um, like, there's, like, photographs of birds instead of panels on some of them. And yeah. I was like, like alright... Yeah, it was a collaboration with a girl I was going out with, and she put those birds panels in. That, those were not my idea. <laughs> sure. There were actually, what, actually, we, there were dude, more bird panels than I cut them out. You know, I'm sure at some point, uh, you know, you know, whoever like <laughs> Steve Ditko, whoever put some shitty panels in his comic just so he could get laid. So. You know, if it if it works, you're, you're thinking about Chris Claremont. <laughs> Chris Claremont, I'm sure he he did that. Uh, you know, you know that thing. Uh, maybe you don't know that story. Supposedly, Chris Claremont, the reason he made the female characters in the X Men so prevalent was to sleep with uh, comic fans' moms. I believe the story. To sleep I with buy her, it. To sleep with their moms. I buy it. Why not just sleep with the girls that would be interested? Because in they didn't have those at that time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what, movie. guys? We still don't have that. Oh, they're all fake. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Oh, that whatever. Girls who pretend to read comics are just doing it for the attention, because. Who doesn't want the attention of socially awkward comic nerds? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because, like, I was talking to Bob Kirby, uh, the Bob Corby. <laughs> we wish, right? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking to Bob Corby at the convention, and uh, and he was talking about how there's every convention he goes to, there's it seems like there's so many more girls now than even five years ago. And he was like, "Yeah, that sounds right." Yeah, it's, he's like, I, he, you know, he's like, not like he doesn't know what to think about it, but it's just like it's weird, you know, like why, Plus, what, what's happened in the past five years to change that, you know? I don't know. Uh, feminism. <laughs> feminism embraced the Avengers. I think so. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you're, you know, you're probably right. They probably did. Yeah. Like Black Widow. And yeah. Yeah. Like I think just, you know, in general, I think more female comic fans, you know, are just getting tired of the whole, you know, they don't actually exist stereotype and are just trying to be more prominent. Yeah. There's a lot more artists, female artists. Yeah. Like, every time I go to the small press shows, there's a ton of ladies making comics. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, can't remember if it was space this past year or if it was the year before where it was like, whoa, 50% of the vendors are girls. That's, yeah, I think it was this year, yeah. It was or it's like, in that way this year. Yeah, and it was just like, like, I mean, like, it was awesome, but it just, like, you know, it just seemed surprising. Right. Like, I, I wouldn't say it was weird as much as surprising. Yeah. I would also say that a lot of those fans and, like, female creators are also, they're, I would say, younger than all of us. 
And so they're probably from a generation that, you know, was raised to be more nerdy and then, you know, accepting accepting of nerdy things. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things I've noticed at the past few conventions is all the girls that that come up to me and talk to me, like, at least a 50% chance they're wearing some Doctor Who paraphernalia. Oh, yeah. Well, Doctor Who's great. It is, but I mean, it's just like... (laughs) The girls like the Doctor Who. Girls love Doctor Who. Why is nerdy that? girls. What is it about nerdy Doctor girls Who? Love Doctor Who. Looks great. I don't know. I don't disagree. I, I love Doctor Who, but I don't know why it's like. It seems like more. It almost seems to a point where nerdy guys have to like Doctor Who because that's where the nerdy girls are. <laughs> uh, it could be because uh, the companions, you yeah. know, are generally mostly all you know fairly strong female characters. Yeah, and, and then give them in the, the modern Doctor Who franchise, right. yeah. yeah. And I think that's where most of your Doctor Who fans come from nowadays, anyway. They they like the, the yeah, Doctor none of None of them have seen the old... Nobody that says they're a Doctor Who fan has seen the old Doctor Who. Cause or should they? <laughs> I mean, I love it, but some of that stuff is hard to take. I tried to watch some of the classic Doctor Who on Netflix, and I... Could not even make it through an episode. Did you try to watch fifteen minutes long? <laughs> Did you try to watch episode the first the first first episode the uh, whatever the it was girl. on Netflix? It was like some sort of the one where Indian, like Indian thing. Oh no, Aztec. No, that's Ooh, not the one. the The first first episode is interesting because it's like this this girl. Uh, is the doctor's granddaughter, right. who they've never explained as the series went on, where that how that happened. Right. But uh, anyway, like her school teachers are mad because he her grandfather won't sign a permission slip for her to go on a field trip or something. So they follow her home to her house, and her house, of course, is the TARDIS. And they go in, and the doctor's like, "Well, now that you know about the TARDIS, I'm gonna have to kidnap you, and we're gonna have to move to another world." <laughs> and he takes the teachers? Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, that's the first season is him having kidnapped those teachers. Did they, and they're okay with it? They weren't, like, freaking out? No, they aren't really okay with it, yeah. I would not say. <laughs> wow. Huh. Yeah, I've never seen the old ones either. Um, one of the things, though, that was interesting to me with this convention was uh, Tony Moore was there, who... Okay, you think he's famous for? Uh, didn't he, he was the creator of Walking Dead. Is that yeah. your you you agree? Uh, that's probably what he is most famous for. Yes. All right. Well, the three people that were looking for him that asked me about where he was but couldn't remember his name was the guy that draws Deadpool. <clears throat> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea who they were talking about. All right. You're like Rob Liefeld's here. Yeah. Well, they're also wrong because he no longer draws Deadpool. And I would say everything that he has done, he has only ever drawn the first six issues. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't hang around in a long time. Well, and it was funny because I could see his table from my table, and there was never a line at any point, which I thought was kind of weird. That is weird. weird. Yeah, that is weird. Well, they were all at your table, right? Yeah. (laughs) I I did okay. I I sell my items for a dollar, and uh, I sold 53 items. Nice. Um, nice. I feel like that's pretty good. That is good. Uh, it was only a one-day convention. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
next year it's two days whoa. and there are going to be bands on Saturday night and I may be one of the performers really? for oh, Saturday yeah. night nice super cool maybe you guys should come down and stay at my table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. see what happens or at least sit behind it and then I can do a panel oh, there while you, you sit at the table I was uh, I do prefer going to conventions where I've got a home base yeah yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine attending a con in general right. without a table. Uh, I mean, yeah, when I do, I'm you know, two hours max, and that is if you know I'm just getting autographs or whatever, yeah. or you know, going through puberty like I just mm-hmm. did right now. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I actually thought this this convention was interesting to me because it was like kind of like three styles of convention in one where they had a bunch of the bin stuff, you know, where it's like, you know, the overstock that the stores are trying to get rid of the 50 cent bin, quarter bin, dollar bin stuff. Right. Um, I didn't really see a lot. There were a couple places that had the like $200 silver age books for sale. Right. Um, But then it also had like Tony Moore and a few other semi comic celebrity people. And that was kind of cool. And then it had a lot of cosplay-oriented stuff. Like, you know, there were, like, people that made, like, steampunk guns that oh, they were yeah. selling and stuff like that. And then it had the creators of of our level mm-hmm. also there. So that was kind of cool to see all of that under one roof, as it were, you know. Because, hmm. um, obviously, like, space is just one thing. Right. And Gem City is pretty much just... Uh, just bins and quasi celebrity, right? Uh, they've got an artist alley, but I mean, it's not a huge portion of it. I would say most of the comic conventions I've been to are like that, like what you just described. Quarter bin and like five people past their prime? Uh, no. I mean, uh, like, you know, uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo, uh, wh- whatever the original one was, uh, that is actually in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they uh, they had you know big name creators and then uh, like George Perez and uh, Tony Moore was supposed to be there, uh, but they also have like you know a large vendor area you know of uh, you know with the yeah the the overstock and the quarter buy bins and whatnot, yeah. uh, and then you know yeah your uh, relatively small press or self published guys you know uh, you know all sort of. Uh, ghettoized like in the middle section of it you know but uh, I mean almost every convention I've been to uh, other than space or you know a specialized like horror hound or something yeah, like yeah, that has yeah. been like that you know? yeah I mean I think tables table was under 50 so I like hypothetically broke even which to me is decent yeah. I mean especially like you know I don't I know, like, one person in Louisville, basically, you know, that, and I stayed at his house, so... So that helps, but, you know, but, I'm sure the travel... Oh, yeah, no, know. yeah, I mean, you, the only reason I did this is because it was Chuck Morris Convention, right. and, you know, if somebody else had asked me to do this convention, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, really... I don't know. I'm kind of thinking about doing that Tricon one in Huntington because that's a little closer to home, and I is hear good things Huntington, about it. West Virginia. West Virginia. 
that it's I guess that's like five or six hours from my house which is you know it's and I think it's a one day deal so I could hypothetically do it without staying somewhere Ooh, that would suck uh, yeah that'd be like a 24 hour day yeah um but you know I mean like it's feasible right like I could maybe stay somewhere with a friend of mine in Virginia where it's only like three hours each way right you stay at my house again yeah just a little out of the way yeah just a little out of the way I don't well I'm not gonna bring my house with me (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been no, meaning I, to tell you. You should really think about investing in a mobile home. Mm. I thought you were gonna, he's going to get a van. <laughs> I, you know, I might. I might just get a van and say, fuck it, quit all my jobs and live better. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that at all. Just read and draw. Well, you're going to have that motorcycle in the back with the shield on it, right? <laughs> don't tell everybody. <laughs> you know, your line is... I don't want to be a superhero. I, I just, just want to paint watercolors. I just want to sit in the back of the van and draw pictures of myself, autobiographical. <laughs> Captain America, nineteen seventy-eight. Watch. So well, yeah. So Brian, Brian came up and it was it was kind of crazy. Brian came up last Tuesday evening, hung out with me at work, and and you, yeah. and you hung out. And then I worked. Who else was there? Jordan. Jordan Jordan was there with us. Jordan Pierce. And then, uh, and then you stayed with me uh, Wednesday as well. And then you went to the show Thursday. And then you came back today, and you're tonight and tomorrow night with me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you need to borrow my shoes for that. I need to borrow your shoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a I have a job interview Tuesday morning. That's crazy. I uh, the first one of my life. By the way. <laughs> I uh, still think that there is time, and that it uh, is a necessity for you to get a suit I for your interview. I don't think so. What do you think? I didn't ask Brian. I don't even know what you're interviewing for. It's an art, like an art teacher job. At a what kind of what, what place? At a school? It was yeah, at a school. Like like an wait, actual, is school, interview, an actual school. Is the interview at the school? Or mm-hmm. the Are you interviewing with the principal or like? You He's know, the like executive director guy. Right? I, I, I don't, I don't know if the suit's necessary. I think a suit is necessary if he's, the, especially if he's the executive something or other, <laughs> administrative. Who but it's a private school, right? It's yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's a non for not for profit. Uh, like, is it a little hippy-dippy? It sounds no, hippy-dippy it, when you say not-for-profit right there. Well, it's it's for developmentally disabled people. Like so us? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, you could totally go there. <laughs> tell, tell them suits scare you. should wear a suit. <laughs> I think you should wear a suit to every job interview, uh, but this one in particular. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I don't care how they dress. If you actually get hired, you should wear a suit for the interview. I've, I've, Be a never, I've never worn a suit to an interview. How many jobs have you had? I don't know. Much. Yeah, how many? Too how, many. How long have you been uh, self-employed? I, I, I've been self-employed uh, forever. But yeah. I, 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 I totally envy that. At the same time. I totally envy that, by the way. What, self-employed? That's what I want to do. Yeah. Make it happen. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Give me some advice. <laughs> Just whisper it in my ear while I'm sleeping in my house the next couple of months. I'll, uh, I'll put Can it on you, the walk uh, could you pass that along with that advice to me as yeah. well? 
Because uh, I think we should just become ninjas by day and bikers by night. The three of us. Oh, instead of the other way around. Yeah, because okay. that, that'll give us the edge people that need ninjas yeah, during the day. It didn't work for them. Right. right. Uh, we it's were proven on a model. <laughs> but that means that we'd have to actually go out at night as ninjas. Because they were ninjas by night, but they only went out during the day. Yeah. Okay. So we can call ourselves the same thing, but actually right. do the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so complicated. I know. <laughs> so here's what should happen. Cocaine. <laughs> Brian John Mitchell should move to Dayton. I think so. Uh, you, me, Brian, and Doogie should all get a house together. I'm with Like this. a super cheap house. I'm totally down with this plan. And then we all just figure out how to be self-sufficient. Uh, and not have jobs well, and ninjas gonna, and sell some stupid cookies. Oh, yeah, let's become orphans. Well, we'll kill our parents. <laughs> yes. Well, oh. well, no, we'll, what we'll do is, so you don't need to kill your own mom, like, we'll get Eric to kill your mom. Oh, and, and I can oh, kill his parents. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah the perfect murder. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we don't know each other. <laughs> there is no proof out there that we know each other. <laughs> I mean, other than the 236 episodes of the show. And every comic you ever made that you think me <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. And our public appearances. <laughs> Very little, though, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah other yeah. than those things. Nothing. <laughs> Minimal. Yeah, yeah. Hard to find. <laughs> well, maybe we could get Kurt Nitz to move into our house. Oh, yeah, he can get a divorce and uh, come live with us. No. He doesn't yeah. need to get a divorce. Does it? Uh, no. He can just we'll, be a stranger. We'll just kill his family. Oh, okay. No, right. that's you can't even joke about that. Well, I just did. How about, how well, about we have Kurt Dins move in with his family? Uh, and his wife can support us all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I was going to say, where we could get a duplex and him and his family could live in one side. Oh, yeah. And we could live in the other half. Yeah. That way there's no more murders. But then he would have to change the name of his company. To one... To, oh. No, like, we just need to get a duplex, duplex with a basement. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have those. I've lived in a duplex with a basement, by the way. So you don't think duplex comics would be uh, That's duplex idea. art? Well, there is already a comic called Duplex Comics. Well, uh, what if what if it was like since you like like they're replicated? It'd be like duplexicated comics. Oh, wow! <laughs> Does that work? Yeah, use your de- you use your duplexicator. Okay. <laughs> I need an extra copy of this book. Use your duplexicator. So copy machine. Yeah. One of those Xerox 3D, uh, oh my gosh. 3D copiers. What do you think about those? 3D printers? Are you going to just print your whole comic all of a sudden? <laughs> but all in 3D? 3D? I wish I could. They're real, you know, it's funny because I was looking into some stuff about them, and this guy I'm friends with in Pittsburgh recently got one, and I was looking at making some uh, custom uh, Lego minifigs, you know, but they would have, like, the Silver Spy head. And he said that the current 3D printer technology isn't precise enough to do what I want it to do. Oh, really? So, um... I don't know, though. I mean, like, you can make a gun. There was a guy that made a working wrench with the, like, three dials that opened it and closed it. Yeah. But, I mean, those are probably really expensive. It's probably, like... You can also make a gun. A working Uh, operational gun. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. My understanding is to... Is that true? Uh Uh-huh. The variation level for it those things fitting is that like they have to try to make those things a few times before they get parts that fit exactly right Mm -hmm. like you might make like 12 copies of all the parts of the gun to get one set that fits well enough for it to operate huh still though yeah 
That's still cool. Can kill people. <laughs> man, that's nuts. This is the future, man. Eh, not really. It freaks me out. You know what I liked? I liked uh, that when they were sword fighting, they kept the sheaths on their swords yeah. all the time. Well, safety first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're not one? killers until they actually had to kill people. Well, yeah, they, I was going to say, some people get their swords on sheaths, apparently, because yeah. there was some blood. Well, one of the scenes, like, it showed, like, the big slash on the guy, but then it was, like, it showed the guy's sword was sheathed. And I was like, yeah. that was weird. Maybe he's just really quick about resheathing yeah. it. Yeah, could be. Anything can happen, I guess. Yeah, in Miami or Orlando. <laughs> yeah, Florida. That's where you send <laughs> yeah, more bodies. Yeah. I learned that in high school. Really? Oh, yeah. How'd you learn that? Because I was a drug dealer in high school. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did you sell stupid cocaine? I didn't sell stupid cocaine. <laughs> stupid weed? Other stupid things. Uh, weed stupid pills. I, yeah, some pills. and I loved LSD as a kid, so yeah. you know, that was like my main seller. Mm-hmm. But... So tell, tell us about LSD. Nah, that was decades ago. Tell us about know. tell us about an experience on LSD. I'm sure you've got some good like a good one. I don't know. I don't know if there's any good one. I remember uh, one time I was hanging out with my girlfriend at the time when uh, when I, when we were on acid. She was trying to have some serious conversation with me about our relationship uh, on acid. And, yeah, of course. She was on acid. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And we we're like sitting, you know, like. It was like, uh, you know, just like, it wasn't a bench, it was just like a little thing where they have the fake plants, you know, in the mall, whatever you oh, call right. it, little islands. Yeah. And it was like as the mall was closing, and she was trying to have this conversation with me, and I was, I was, I was like trying to get her to shut up because I was trying to concentrate to listen to this vacuum cleaner. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell her that? I, I, the quote was... You've already given me adequately more information on this topic than I would ever want to have. Thank you. Which I probably would have been better off just saying shut up. Right. <laughs> yeah. This guy's really, like, if I just said, can you be quiet? I want to listen to this vacuum cleaner. That would have been way more acceptable. That, that's more like, okay, this conversation is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, the, the relationship went pretty went downhill pretty fast mm. after that conversation yeah i guess i guess if it gets to the point where you'd rather listen to an appliance than your loved one well have you ever listened to a vacuum on lsd or just you know, either one i assume it's the same i've ran vacuums like i ran one last week the day before you came i was vacuuming the carpet did it sound cool yeah it was pretty cool see <laughs> there you go <laughs> um but you know that's so do you do you uh, recommend to the listener to try some LSD? No, not not if they're over sixteen. <laughs> That's what we do here at the show. We but, keep it safe for the adults. <laughs> Fuck the kids. Well, you they know, really want to try it, or at least mushrooms. Well, what's what's stopping you? you uh, go I to don't. downtown Dayton, right? Go to Yellow Springs. <laughs> you, oh, you're right. Go to Yellow Wait, Springs. What, what were you thinking? We were just in Yellow Springs. Yeah, we almost died there too. <laughs> I was say everybody you saw probably was selling. You know, it's funny because <laughs> like I keep I keep hearing these crazy stories about that salvia stuff, which may or may not still be legal in this state. Um, and it's just like, like I hear these stories from people, and it's like, huh. 
Like they're like, it's as intense as an acid trip, but you take the eight hours and compress it into five minutes, and it's like, but I wouldn't do it alone because it's so freaky. You'll totally want to talk to somebody about what the fuck just happened. I'm like, huh, that does sound intriguing. But the the same people also issue the review. I personally would never do it again. Yeah. So <laughs> you're like, oh, I've talked know. to two people that that have tried salvia. Uh, one of them uh, was a buddy of mine who was moderately deranged and the other one was Jim Woodring and uh, both of them tried it repeatedly so. really? yeah so they would advise doing it you think? I don't know that I would trust either of them on life choices <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely well, love well this isn't a Jim life Woodring's choice art. this is a drug choice well I love Jim Woodring's art and I hope he lives to be a million years old and puts something out every year but I'm not interested in following his path. <laughs> and the other guy, I just kind of written off completely. So, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, likes to vomit in uh, yeah everywhere. Yeah, to threaten to kill his parents. Yeah, that yeah, guy. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, you uh, to to get it back onto a serious topic. Oh yeah, the Florida part of my story of my oh, drug story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wasn't what I was talking about, but let's hear it. All right, so like, like this is part of the uh, premise for some of the storyline of EXO, um, with the the issues where he kills the kills his one of his best friend's brothers, and then he drives him in the car to Florida for somebody to deal with. Um, So there was this friend of mine that was buying drugs from me, and his brother was mad about it, which you know whatever. Obviously, that can happen. Right. And um, he, like, threatened to beat me up or whatever. I was like, whatever. And the guy that was, like, my partner was selling drugs asked if we should have him killed or not. And he was, like, fucking serious. And that was around the time that I realized I probably should not be selling drugs at this level because I'm not comfortable with that. Killing dudes? Yeah. So you could not make it to a Walter White level? No, I don't think I actually So how could. many people did you end up killing before you stopped? Yeah. I don't just, know. It was just the three? I can't keep count. <laughs> how many notches do you have on your belt? <laughs> I two? don't... My belt broke from the notches and now I use a straw <laughs> to hold my pants wow, up. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I could just... I should have just come to your teardrop tattoos. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Oh, uh, we joke because death's funny. It is. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know you shit your pants when you die, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, yeah. If you have a one. super serious seizure, you also shit your pants, and that's, yeah. that's more embarrassing. Right, because well, you walk away from you get too it. drunk, you shit your pants. Yeah. Yeah. I've never or, had that problem, and I think I've been too drunk. Or, or if you ate some old Chinese food. Or if you're you allergic to peanuts, and you eat peanuts. That's an issue yeah, that I have, and I need to have a bathroom accessible. All right, back to Eric's idea of serious. Yeah, well, uh, so uh, you know, uh, Jason mentioned that uh, you were here Wednesday, and uh, we also mentioned that we were just in Yellow Springs. Uh, you guys uh, were both interviewed on the radios. Yeah, we were on the real radio. Yeah. Did they uh, Did they ever put the link up to that? Uh, I haven't checked. Uh, I I tried to check the next morning, and it wasn't up yeah. at that time. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's up now or not. Uh, but for the listener, uh, for, for Kurt, although he actually already listened to it live, uh, but I think if you go to wyso.org, 
for Kaleidoscope. Uh, you should be able to listen to the uh, the episode that you guys were on. Hopefully, probably if you Google Jason Young on there. Probably not. Bring it up. I don't know. Well, I, don't know I, it would bring I tried up. to find it, and it, it brought up you from an interview like over a year ago. Oh, yeah. So. Every time I search either of our names, it usually gives us uh, sites that have stolen our... Uh, MP3 episodes and our, you know... No, 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 not on on Google, Google, on uh, WYSO search search engine. Yeah. When the fuck were you interviewed there? Um, That's the first time I was ever interviewed there. Oh, really? Well, it posted, it brought something up from something about you from 2012 when I searched it. Was it a, a, an audio interview? I, I didn't click the link because I just knew it wasn't what I was looking for. Because I know Matt Raspold interviewed (laughs) me last year and he just typed it up, you know... Oh, maybe, maybe that's, that's what maybe it that's what it was. That's got to be horrible to read, right? I actually read it. It was pretty good. It was, yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna make a mini comic about it? I don't know. He's been listening to. That I'm was not, incredibly mean for me to say. I'm not gonna. I am not gonna make a mini comic out of it. I was no. I was. I was super flattered that he interviewed me, and he like. It was that. Yeah, was a fun. That was a fun interview. It's probably. It was way more fun than the one I did on that stupid radio show. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> They're both equally awesome. Yeah, I would have loved to have heard that. <laughs> there, were, there, were, there were discussions going on during your interview. Oh, how dare you guys. Was it weird? Could you see me and hear the delay? The delay was weird. Yeah, was I couldn't really see you because your, your back, back was, was towards us. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, there was a band Team Void played before they interviewed me and Brian and or Brian and I I'm sorry and then no they did you first and then and then uh, there was a 12 second delay so we could see the band playing through this you know glass window into the soundproof room and we could see them play and then like we could hear it over all the speakers on the outside but it was a 12 second delay and it was so weird it felt like we were time traveling or and like they would stop playing a song, and we could still hear them for twelve seconds. Right. And you know, you could see them just standing there. Well, there were times where you could hear the drums through the soundproof room, and yeah. sometimes they would go out of sync with the drums that were coming over the speakers, and that was really messing right. with me. I was bothered by the fact that if I left the area that we were and just started like wandering around the building, I could hear because our friend Juliet hosts that show, and like I would hear her voice over the speakers, and just like. It's still weird to me to hear her disembodied voice. Yeah. Like, you know, just out in the ether. Right. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes she'd still be talking, and then she would walk out, oh, and yeah. walk down the hall, and you could still hear her voice. You're like, ah! <laughs> like, there's two of them. Well, that was fun. You guys talked about comics and <coughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. We, gave, we did a, give, a giveaway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, some lucky... Man, colors number three and seven. Yeah, actually, I think they were all color number one. Yeah, because only one person called it. But, um, uh, but yeah, that they, was they got like ten comics. Yeah, that was super fun. Yeah. Listen to the Kaleidoscope. She plays good music. Yeah, yeah. it's available streaming if you're uh, not from uh, every Wednesday night from I think eight to ten, I believe. Yep, or eleven. Yeah, it yeah. had to be till 11, because our giveaway is like 10.30, oh, so yeah. it's okay. late. I never listen to the radio past 10 o'clock, that's just all smut, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of smut, I uh, I found these comics in a tienda, and it was funny, so like, when I was in uh, Louisville, 
I'm staying with a friend of mine that he's a preacher at a, at a church, and uh, I was staying at him and his wife's house, and he was there with he was there taking care of the baby, and me and her went to buy a Mexican candy to do reviews of for fun and giggles, and uh, so we go into this tienda and we're wandering around looking at what they have, and uh, they have some comics, so I start flipping through them, and they have what I you know, Tijuana Bibles or whatever, right. which is the Mexican porn comics. And I was like, oh my gosh, come over here and look at these. Because I'd never actually seen one in person, and I thought it was just going to be like, you know, like like uh, hot stuff or something like that, where it's like... Like the Casper comic? Nah, okay, that's not the one I'm thinking okay. of then. But one that looks something like that, like stylistically like, like spicy that. spicy tales. Yeah, 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 that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of, you know. But it was not. It was like super graphic. Like you saw anuses and you saw anuses being penetrated. <laughs> and you told your preacher's <laughs> wife. Yeah, and I was that. like flipping through it and like that went, like it flips to this page of like like showing an anus on one panel and then like a blowjob on another. And I'm just like Like this is what I do. <laughs> I'm a cartoonist. Now you understand who you've invited into your home. Well, I was thinking about getting one to give away to a to a girl. And then I was like, oh, I, I just, this is too much. And I was like, like, they had like 20 of them. like, well, one of them's going to be calmed down a little. Nope. They're all full of blue. <laughs> they were all like, yeah, like there was no plot. It was just like, you know, it wasn't even like a porno level plot. It was just like, you you know, pan, like the splash page is fucking, and it's just fucking every page thereafter. My girlfriend, uh, I think, recently reviewed a Superman porno. Yeah. On uh, Big Shiny Robot. Did it Did it have some plot to it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think but... it, she said they had a costume, but it was just like... Oh, it was live action. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant like a comic of it. I kind of think that, because there have been a lot of these, these superhero porn parodies, mm-hmm. I kind of think that they are trying to put plot in there, too. Oh, wow. I saw part of that Spider-Babe one. That and terrible. that had that semi had a plot. Yeah, is there a Spider Baby porno? No, no, Babe, like Spider Man. Well, no, but I mean, I thought maybe they changed it to Babe. Well, it's so funny that. because like the way I ended up watching it was like it was late at night and I'm like flipping through something to put on and it just says, it just said labeled it as an adult Spider Man parody. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that sounds funny, but their version of adult was not what I thought it was gonna be. Like <laughs> it's softcore. It's a uh, Misty Monday. Yeah. Uh, as uh, Spider Man, I know Mister Monday. <laughs> How well? So it was like <laughs> it's a Cinemax movie. So it was dirtier than you thought, or less dirty than you thought? That well, like I thought it was just going to be like Soul Train or something. See, I think <laughs> the world is much dirtier than Brian John yeah. realizes. It's Every true. time he's like, "This might be fun," it's like porn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that Spider Babe is pretty much just soft as softcore can get. Yeah, yeah. So if that was offensive to Brian, well, no, just because it was not anticipated, okay. it probably was yeah. the main thing. It's it's dirtier than Soul Train. Is yeah. What you're saying. yeah, yeah, it was okay. totally dirty. Not, or Soul Plane. Soul Plane. Soul Plane. Okay. Soul, Soul Plane is a Soul Train parody starring Snoop Dogg. Ice, yeah, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Plane. I think it's not. But <laughs> I, don't it I don't know what it is. It's but. about a plane for black people. <laughs> <laughs> they already have that. It's called Greyhound. <laughs> oh, oh man! On that, that was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. Of course, all we do here is drink and funny. joke. Yeah. 
Alright, so uh, it's getting really hot in this room. Yeah. Because you guys are sexy. I know. And we're talking about Tijuana. Do you want to buy some racist things? <laughs> racist bus rides. Uh, so uh, I should probably pick a comic. Oh, yeah, it's should, comic. Uh, pick a time. should get out of here. we got to go to bed. Two of us have to get up and go to work. Right. One of us has to sleep in my mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will get up early and work on comics while at the uh, same time. That's that awesome. Sweet. All right. So uh, I totally forgot that I had to pick a comic. Oh, until just now? Uh, no, I realized it yesterday. Uh, so I'm going to pick the only thing that I'd actually read all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. Is it star number three? Hey, no, it is oh. not. I just got that today. Uh, no, we're going to read Star-Lord, The Hollow Crown. Oh, cool. <laughs> Is that the John Byrne? Uh, right? Chris Claremont yeah. John Byrne, as uh, mentioned earlier. Sweet. Wait, isn't that like just like 50 pages or something? No, it's like 100 pages. Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought that was just a... Huh. They packed it in. Hell yeah. Oh. Sweet. Yeah, I, we've never reviewed any John Byrne stuff, have we? No, no we have We have Claremont. Oh, yeah, we unfortunately. have. Unfortunately. Yeah. Dead of Honor. Hopefully, hopefully it's much different. Yeah, I, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, you know, if anything, you get to look at uh, black and white John Bernhardt oh, from the late seventies. I'm pretty excited about that. Actually, right? yeah. All right, that's my comic pick. Well, well, shit, Brian John Mitchell. Fuck you, Brian John Mitchell. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So you had quite the uh, excursion in the date. You you uh, did a comic convention, uh, podcast, and a radio show. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty yeah. intense. It's more than you thought you were going to do, wasn't it? Um, I and you walked my dog. Yeah, I walked his dog several times. Yeah. And, uh, one day I hung out with his mom because I got in trouble, kind of, for not hanging out with his mom the one day. Uh, <laughs> what did she do? No, she didn't do anything. But you, but Eric said that I was being rude. Oh, so you, the next day, what you, would you guys do? Do you watch Family Feud or something? No, no. No, no, not that much. Hmm. But I had a conversation with her just in general. Well, that's cool. That's good. Yeah. She's a cool lady. She's good. Yeah. yeah she's good people. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for finally being on the show for reals. Yeah, I know. I know we didn't review Marvel Comics number one like you wanted, but... You know, <laughs> you know it's funny because I bought the copy of that was at Mavericks. <laughs> so now you guys will never be able to review it. <laughs> Man, I thought you had a copy. That's what. Oh, I do. I have. Well, I have the. I had the hardbound. The thing that's the right. omnibus that it's contained in. Oh, but okay. I, right. I didn't own that single. Floppy single hardbound. It. Oh, I so think there's a single kinda, issue hardbound. Co- co- I, it's it. not. Well, the one I have, it's like square, perfect square bound or whatever. Okay. Right. I think we still have cover. some of those Mavericks in a drawer somewhere. The one, like the hardcover. Yeah, yeah. it was like came out in the early '90s or something. Yeah. I think, I think it's probably right around when Marvels came out, I would mm-hmm. guess. Maybe, maybe before that, even. Uh, yeah. Maybe next time. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe at Space next year. We'll like, uh, we can do, as our panel, we can just review that oh, comic yeah. as a, <laughs> then record it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be pretty funny. Be How a podcast works and is just like, us just talking about a comic yeah. an hour and people just being like walking out of the room. <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds like us. Yeah, that's what we do. If we, we had walk people. If we had an audience, they would have walked out by now. <laughs> Star Lord. Star Lord the Holocron. 
Alright, I'm good. You good? Yeah. You good? Yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta go to bed. Alright. Thanks, Brian John Mitchell. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>